Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Cave. Welcome to the Wild and Wednesday pod on a Thursday once again, but we are here chilling. We got the recap, we got the previews and our parlays, and I'm here with my guy, Sports Guy David. How you doing, Sports Guy? Doing good, doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing great, and we have a, something uh, a little bit different planned for the show, um, just to help things go a little bit smoother. So we're going to start with uh, the recap, of course, but we're going to start with uh, just the games that we just loved and uh, we really love seeing and um, our favorite games this past weekend. And so having said that, we kind of have to start with the Bills-Cardinals game, right? I mean, this man, uh, great game this past uh, weekend probably should have been the Sunday night game, but the Sunday night game turned out to be actually pretty good. Um, that wasn't surprise. That was surprising for me, uh, Ravens Patriots. But uh, Bills Cardinals. Uh, this is a game that went back and forth. It looked to me to be a little bit slow in the beginning, but things certainly heated up in the second half. And of course, a DeAndre Hopkins catch at the end. Uh, but you caught most of this game, didn't you? Yeah, I caught most of it. And, um, I just seen it was it was mostly field goals back to back to back to back to back. And then towards the end, when when it really got exciting, I really thought Josh Allen would be more effective on the ground. But he did what he had to do. Um, my biggest concern about this Buffalo Bills team is the run game. You got Zach Moss and De- Devin Singletary. Both um, combined for 11 carries for 35 yards combined. Josh Allen had 38 on seven carries alone. So I think they really should have got that that run game established. But the um, they got they got some trickery in there. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie passed to Josh Allen um, for a touchdown, which was a really nice trick play. Pretty much threw um, everyone off, including me. But the Cardinals, man, the number one offense in this league, which I didn't even know. And then they asked Kyler Murray, uh, Kyler Murray in an interview, and is like, "Is that true?" And then the guy's like, "Yeah, that's true." He's like, "Oh, well, yeah. At least we're doing something right." And yeah, he's doing something right. He is the ground game and the run game. Kenyon Drake is coming back next week. But that last play, I I knew when Josh Allen and uh, I forgot what the last touchdown was uh, Stephon Diggs, um, and it was like 14 seconds left. Mm-hmm. I was like, and, and everyone was celebrating. Twitter was going off saying, "Man, the Cardinals." There's a lot of there was like one or two um, tweets I seen about like you know giving the Cardinals credit, but the rest were just talking shit. The Bills Mafia is crazy, but I was like, you're never out of it when you got D Hop and when when Kyle Murphy was 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 pulling out to the left. It was like a Russell Wilson play. He's a mini Russell Wilson. And he threw that up, and you got D-Hop on, on, all by yourself on the left side. Triple coverage. You, there's no way. He is the Calvin Calvin Johnson of the league right now. And uh, you should have the whole defense on that guy because that dude just has fingers, like sticky fingers. And they're saying that glove from that game. Oh, man, yeah. Sold is like worth $2 million right now. And that's when I checked like Monday. I don't know what it is now. But it was a really good game. Hard fought game. The Buffalo Bills are seven to three. Cardinals are coming into their own at six and three. Um, these two teams are really good. I think the Bills need to work on their run game, and I think that the Cardinals could uh, work a little bit on their defense. But overall, this was probably the best game of the weekend, um, which I think I predicted um, it was going to be. It was a shootout, and I loved it, every bit of it. Yeah, um, you mentioned Kenyon Drake. He had sixteen carries for a hundred yards, and then um, DeAndre Hopkins. Man, that glove, dude. It's probably it, it said that it brought in. Over five million dollars of just uh, Jordan branding, like free advertisement, basically. I mean, I, I'm sure DeAndre's going to get a, a contract or something. I mean, there's going to be commercial yeah, for sure. But uh, that was like a real life um, Jordan ad right there. It was crazy. It's surreal. Uh, you said it. I thought Stefan Diggs, the touchdown catch that he had, um, 
was it that Josh Allen drive. It was a hard throw. It was a great throw, um, a great catch as well. And I thought maybe that was it. The Bills, they look so strong. I mean, to hang in there um, after a couple of weeks where we just thought that they were falling off, they've really proven that they have were just, you know, facing teams that just knew them, like the Patriots or um, maybe just caught off balance or caught off guard. But these, this is a team that's focused. I like Sean McDermott. Um, their head coach. I like the way that this team has been fighting. Seven and three, you feel like you almost won this game. Um, I mean, you almost did, but like just the feeling is, is, I mean, it's devastating to lose like that for sure. But um, you, you had such a formidable opponent, the number one offense, and you hung toe to toe on a Hail Mary catch. That's a 50 50 play sometimes, maybe 75 50 or 75 25 because DeAndre. But um, it was right there. It came down to the very last play. So there is some moral victory towards this because of Buffalo. Um, I think so. But it's just such a tough way to lose the game. And uh, the Cardinals, man, you're right. They are coming to their own, and I'm very excited to see what they can do, especially tonight when we get to the preview. It is a great game, a divisional game. But moving on to um, the Sunday night game that I alluded to earlier, Ravens-Patriots. And this game definitely caught me off guard. I don't know about you because I was thinking – uh, Lamar and this Baltimore offense, which is going to come and uh, steamroll the Patriots, whether it be on the ground or get some plays through the air. But Lamar um, on the ground was only for 11 carries, 55 yards, uh, broke 200 yards through the air, though. Uh, kind of surprising, 242, uh, two touchdowns, but an interception. And so uh, the, the Ravens, uh, I didn't catch this game too much because I was actually just expecting the Ravens to blow them out. I was just doing homework, but uh, come come to the end, and I guess Damian Harris went off, 22 carries for 121 yards, and this New England team just, it looks like they squeezed a victory out to me. Yeah, uh, this was a really good game, actually, and um, I remember that one stat I told you about Russ Burkhead scoring in the first half, they would win, or some weird, mm, remember I said yes. that stat, too? It was, like, it was like that Gio Bernard stat. Well, um, yeah, two well he had two touchdowns. Yeah, yeah he had two touchdowns, but um, so in this game, um, I said that I don't think Lamar Jackson is a lead quarterback. I'll say that every single week. I don't think he is. But uh, he had 249 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. That looked, that's decent. That's probably – I think that's the most yards he's thrown this year. But when it comes down to it, he can't get it done. They lost against the Patriots. I know the conditions were raining. It was raining, but they're still passing it. So I don't, I don't see that as an excuse. They're still throwing it, chucking the ball. Um, I know the ball is slippery, but they're still chucking that motherfucker. Um, Lamar, and like the run game, Gus Edwards was the leading um, rusher at 42. And like you said, Lamar Jackson at 55. But uh, Bill Bill, Bill Belichick just knows. I don't know. It was just like the, this Patriots team looked like a totally different team. Um, Cam Newton didn't have to do much because Damian Harris was taking care of the ground. Um, another trick play, Jacoby Myers threw it to Rex Burkhead. It was like a dime pass, and it was like, right over the receiver to Rex Burkhead while he was diving down in the end zone. It was, like, beautiful. I was just like, man, this Patriots team is is looking real good, and that's, I think this really shows how vulnerable and weak this Baltimore Ravens te- team really is. Because, yeah, they're really good on defense as well. They didn't they didn't cause any turnovers, though. But um, this, def- this defense is good. It's just I think it's all relying on Lamar Jackson and that offense that um, – can't get it done, and you see the the physical frustration from Lamar um, Jackson and um, Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown's been upset a lot yes. recently. He's been upset a lot, and um, and I'm surprised they didn't trade him. I know he's a young stud, but like I, he he's been upset verbally. I I catch Raven games here and there, 
And every time I see it, it's Hollywood Brown throwing his helmet, yelling. And even Lamar Jackson, too, was upset, too. And um, he, the reason why Hollywood Brown's so upset is he's been open so many times, and he's just not getting the ball. The vision of Lamar Jackson is is uh, tinted, I guess you could say. But um, it was a good game, and the Patriots came, and then uh, I think the, the Ravens almost came back. And they turned it over the the um, Patriots defense. Um, their their secondary got some studs on their team. I know that because when I was playing Madden, I trade for like three of them. Um, they they got some studs there, and um, you know the McCarty brothers, brothers uh, Gilmore, Jackson, and uh, Jones, I believe. I know something like that. Those guys are good. I mean, the the rest of their defense is kind of like limped, and you know they they got all these COVID cases, and you know COVID. I mean players that. Yeah, left for COVID, but um, this team is shaping up to be better than we thought. Cam Newen, 118 yards, but um, I don't think they'll get too far. They have four wins, so my bet is still like, uh, I'm kind of stressing now. But um, I think that they matched up really well against the Ravens. I, I don't think they'll win that much more, but this will probably be their, their biggest victory all season. Yeah, it might be. Um, I was just surprised because New England is just not a good um, run defense team and so I was just predicting and expecting Baltimore just to run all over this team but that didn't happen and New England to me I would just describe them as like the gum at the bottom of your shoe just sometimes it won't go away they've they gave uh, the Seahawks fifths earlier in the season and these past few weeks they gave the Bills struggles and now they actually took and stole a game from the Ravens and then even the week before they stole that game from the Jets that the Jets were supposed to win that game so I guess New England just likes putting up good primetime shows a little bit um dramatic but sitting at four and five there's just i don't see them making a push but they're just that team that just simply will not go away and will always just um cause fits baltimore now you're just sliding though and i'm very concerned um the the division race isn't getting any tighter you got pittsburgh undefeated over there and you got the uh the browns over here that's winning these closed games and they're just um, slowly and slowly maybe overtaking that lead. And Baltimore, I feel like there is a blueprint right now on Lamar. I feel like there's a blueprint on how to slow this offense down. 17 points is not impressive at all, especially in 2020. And so I think that this is very concerning. Um, you did not lose to a, a better team on paper at all. That roster, even like you said, um, COVID has affected it um, profoundly, that roster. And so uh, you just have to be very concerned Moving on now to the next game, and this game was great. Another divisional game that um, many people saw this going down, the Seahawks and the Rams. Now, this game was a little bit low, low scoring for my taste. I didn't think that it was going to be a little bit more uh, towards this end. I thought uh, this can be a shootout between Goff and Russell Wilson, a classic one that we would just have two teams battling out through the air. But Russell Wilson, this is another another game now, two in a row where he's, he's had multiple turnovers. And um, when Russell Wilson is having turnovers, it is definitely going to lead to a Seattle loss, in my opinion, because that defense cannot stop anyone. And Russell Wilson is essentially this whole offense. It's him and DK Metcalf. But, of course, if Russell is getting these interceptions, these turnovers, of course this there's no chance for this Seattle team. And even with the turnovers, they were still in this game. Uh, 23-16, one possession uh, difference. But you just can't have Russ doing it all. I mean, there's no um, there's no presence of a run game. He was a leading rusher. Eight carries for 60 yards. Excuse me. DJ Dallas, who I thought was going to be that guy. We were talking about sleepers these past few weeks. And DJ Dallas, I was very high on. 
and really you were high on too. You you convinced me so um, convincingly, and I even got him and just drafted him, started him um, from free agency, and he hasn't done anything. And um, I I don't know if it's just because these teams are getting out to leads in front of Seattle so quickly, and they feel like they need to pass the ball so much, but um, it, it hasn't worked in these past few weeks. This is another, another team now um, that I'm very much concerned about. Los Angeles, though, you're getting things done. I mean, this Jalen Ramsey-Aaron Donald combination might be the best duo in the league on defense, I think. I'm not sure if there's any other duos out there that are just playing up to par for these guys. They complement each other's game so well because that defensive line is on 10 every single time, and then a secondary, um, you could count on Jalen Ramsey to make some big plays. So I think that this Rams team is so good on defense. I think that they're legit on defense. And they have some questions on offense um, because you would expect to put up more than 23 against Seattle. You got it done this time. It didn't take too much to beat them. But uh, you would like to see a little bit more out of Jared Goff. You would like to see uh, a touchdown somewhere among there. But uh, you got touchdowns on the ground this game. And uh, Jared Goff uh, didn't have any interceptions. So it was a very clean game all around. But I just wonder if this is enough to carry them in the playoffs. Um, this game interested me a lot because it really opened up my eyes to what Seattle is, and they're pretty mm-hmm. much nothing. They're pretty much nothing without Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf. And when you and when you neutralize DK Metcalf, and the, the fact is that the Rams didn't even neutralize um, DK Metcalf. Russell wasn't just going to him. There were so much plays. I was like, because I have DK on my fantasy. I was like, oh my god, pass it to DK. I need some points. <laughs> he was open so much. He has so much mixed matches against. Um, oh, I, oh my god, I don't even know his name. Uh, there's a short. There's a short ass corner because I remember even out, the announcers like they're mismatched and this dude's five eight. I forgot what corner it was on the Rams. It might have been Jordan Fuller or uh, Sean Robinson. One of those guys. I forgot. But they're like five eight and they're matched up against six. 100 fucking DK Metcalf, and I was so upset with Russell Wilson. I think he was just getting rattled early. That defense was really getting to him, and and crazy fact, James Ramsey got called on passing interference. That was his first um, passing interference call all year, and um, I was real, I was real impressed by that. But um, the thing I like about this Rams team is the committee. I don't really like running back committees fantasy wise, but these are probably the best. Um, this I think this is the best running back room in the league right here. You got Cam Akers. Who had a, a really he had a one big run and you've seen that he doesn't give up. You got Malcolm Brown who who's the guy who could get you the touchdowns in the in the trenches, and then you got Daryl Henderson who could also cast the ball and run. So this is this running back core right here is gonna take them places. That's why I'm not too worried about Jared Goff no, no, with no touchdowns because he has weapons. Mm-hmm. They got it done on the ground. He has Josh Reynolds who's the lead receiver. Not a lot of people remember him. I was a, I was high on him last year. You got Tyler Higby. You got Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. You get, then you got Jerry Everett. Those those five guys are right there. Are your starters. Um, I'm very convinced of that. And then you got you got uh, Van Jefferson as a deep threat. I think they utilize him a little bit more. Get Malcolm Brown and Daryl Henderson in the passing game. And this Rams team is good. Maybe maybe I can even see them three. I don't know if this is this ever happened in history, but all LA teams of major sports went to the championship. We're talking Lakers. We're talking Dodgers. Maybe Rams? Question mark. I don't know. It's not the Chargers. Definitely. Maybe the Rams got a better <laughs> yeah. shot. Um, but the Seahawks defense, they need to do something on defense, man. I thought with the ac- accusation of Josh, Ad- um, uh, Josh, is it Josh Adams? I, Jamal Adams. Yes. I, forget, I I don't even know his name because I don't even hear him anymore. Um, That's a big story. It's, and, um, I'm just like, man, this defense is nothing. And they really got to make some changes on defense because they're allowing way too much stuff go by. And, uh, 
They need to get the run game. Alex Collins was the leading receiver, and I forgot he was even in the league. I know he was on the Ravens, and he either got arrested or injured. I forgot. I think it was injured because I actually liked Alex Collins. And then now he's on the Seahawks, which I didn't even know. Um, you got to get that step, that run run game established, and um, you got to get DK Metcalf the ball. If you don't get DK Metcalf the ball, look what happens. You score 16 points. Um, I still think DK Metcalf is the best receiver in the league. Maybe D-Hop is in different aspects a little bit better, but I'm taking DK Metcalf for my money. Um, but it didn't, it didn't pay out this week, and I actually lost in fantasy because I had DK Metcalf. I lost by 40, but if DK Metcalf would have had a good game, I would have been a little closer. But, yeah, um, this Rams team is looking real dangerous. Um, if they use this same formula, I think they could go pretty far. Oh, yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Um, I just wanted to say you brought up Jamal Adams, and that was a great point. I think he just came back from injury, and it looked like it because he did not want to take those hits. And there's this one play where I don't know which running back he let in right up the middle, but he just didn't even try to tackle him, and they just walked in for a score near the goal line. Maybe it was Malcolm Brown. Um, but, yeah, it, Jamal Adams, uh, he got Stern talking to on the sideline. And this whole def- defense is not playing well at all. Moving on now to another game the past weekend. Maybe a surprising game how this one turned out. Not as close as these two games that we just talked about. But the Colts and Titans, I want to talk about this game. Colts win this 34-17. to 17, And this was a game I thought that defensively the Colts really showed out um, there were question marks around the Colts defense because they weren't really sh- people weren't really sure of who this defense was. They were skeptical because they haven't played anyone um, to the level of maybe like the Titans on the offense. So there was some question marks of this. Is this really a good defensive team or is their statistics inflated by just weak opponents? But they really shut things down um, for Tennessee. And, uh, you know, 17 points, but also offensively uh, getting up to 34 as great Phillip Rivers with one touchdown and then two touchdowns on the ground. So um, where did these other touchdowns come from? Because was it defensive? I think maybe there was a defensive touchdown in this game as well, because uh, I'm trying to remember how they get more points. But basically, uh, this was a game where I just remember that the Colts just dominated and um Tennessee, you would look at the stats and you'd think maybe they came away with something, but just look at Ryan Tannehill here. 15 for 27, 147 yards, um, and just one touchdown. So 147 yards, something would break 150 through the year, a year where Ryan Tannehill came out on fire because his team was on fire. Um, Derrick Henry was playing amazing throughout the beginning half of the year. But, you know, you play good defensive fronts, um, and Tennessee has struggled against good defensive fronts, especially like Pittsburgh and maybe also a little bit of Baltimore. And that is really the key to success. You you get a good um, slowing down of Derrick Henry, even though he had 19 carries for 103, he was averaging 5.4 yards per carry. Um, you limit him to around under 110, 100 yards around that mark. I mean, 103 is okay, but he's under 20 carries. He had 19. So, I mean, you could just tell that this team wasn't, um, hitting its mark where it was moving the ball effectively and uh, getting into the red zone and scoring. So I just I just think that the Colts deserve a lot of credit here because they, they've answered a lot of questions. And Phillip Rivers dropping back for 39 times. Well, he didn't have an interception, got sacked only once. And this team now putting up 34 points is a big deal, 
especially for the Colts, because this is a team that just needs more production out of their offense. But I think that they will get it, and they think that they, uh, they're they just starting to find something. Phillip talked about how this team just needs to keep putting things together and finding their groove. Well, Naeem Hines, uh, he's been playing great these past few weeks, and he's been consistently getting these touchdowns. Michael Pittman had a big one, seven receptions, 101 yards. If he could get consistently better, Michael Pittman, um, him, Hines, and Mo Ali Cox is not a big three um, like we would love to see um, like these other teams. You also have T.Y. Hilton on there. But these are players, the types of players that Phillip Rivers can make things work with. We've seen him do it time and time as Charger fans. And so this was an impressive win for Indianapolis. And for Tennessee, you just have to get things back on track because now you're losing gain. And uh, in that AFC South, uh, it's the Colts and Titans, and you guys are tied now. Yeah, so I have one bad thing to say about the Colts and a lot of bad things to say about the Titans. So I'll start off with the Colts. The only thing that I, I did not like, and um, just, a, just a statement really, is uh, T.Y. Hilton is not the lead guy we thought he yeah. was coming into this. Um, the chemistry is not there with Phillip Rivers and, and uh, T.Y. Hilton. Usually Phillip Rivers always has a good relationship with the wide receiver one and tight ends. You see he likes to spread the love at the tight ends. Um, but T.Y. Hilton, I don't know. Because he's been injured, uh, like he's just been having an injury bug these last few years, and I don't know what it is, but um, they definitely either um, dump him off when he's when he's, his stock is decent or um, something. But I don't think he's going to be there for too long. I just don't. I don't know. I'm, I I like T. Y. Hilton personally. He's a speedster, deep threat guy, but we're not seeing any production from him. With the Titans, I think, and I said this when this happened, Tannehill finessed the whole Titans organization by getting them to pay him that much. I think he's a good quarterback, but uh, to get paid that money, elite money, was insane. Um, but he did it. You know, credit to him. He, he finessed that whole Tennessee team. Uh, he only had 147 yards, and the fact that the only rushing touchdown was from Jonu Smith. And you have Derrick Henry, and you're giving it off to Jonu Smith, the tight end. Like, I know you're trying to do some trickery, but you got Derrick Henry. Like, the biggest dude in the world. This guy is the hugest dude in the world to put pads on. This guy is just insane. Um, and then the fact that you got Corey Davis, A.J. Brown, and, and, and they both combined for uh, 80, 88 yards combined and six receptions, it's just not acceptable. I really don't think it is. This defense did put up a fight. And there's a defensive player in the Colts. Um, let me find his name. He's really, really good. He's a rookie. Julian Blackman, I think he had two interceptions last last week. Um, but uh, this this Colts defense really stood up to this this big task of uh, Derrick Henry and um, Tannehill. But uh, overall, I, I, th- I think the Colts are shaping up to be real good. I mean, um, they got Phillip Rivers. They got a veteran leader there. Um, Hines got it done on the ground and through the air. That dude is just like a Swiss Army Mike. The coming out party for Michael Pittman with 100 yards. Um, if that guy could solidify that wide receiver one spot, then you could get – you also got young stud Zach Pascal. Not a lot of people remember him. And then you got Jonathan Taylor. Don't forget that. I know he only had 12 yards on seven carries. Um, he's kind of like the second, third option. Uh, Jordan Wils- Wilkins is kind of getting that second option carries. But um, I think they should establish uh, Jonathan Taylor a little bit more because that dude is a hard runner. Um, but this Colts team, 6-3, and three, they're looking like 6-3. and three, And I'm kind of surprised and a little bit underrated. But, yeah. All right, moving on to this next game. We got the Minnesota Vikings versus the Chicago Bears. And this seems a little bit different than the other ones. But it was a low-scoring affair. Uh, Vikings eke out a victory 19-13 over the Bears. 
another Bears game where it was under 20 points for this team. Usually you see them around 18, but now they scored just 13 now. Kind of very disappointing. I mean, you got to be super disappointed uh, because if you're if you're a Bears fan, because uh, a Vikings team that has struggled on defense all year, they picked it up um, recently these past few weeks, solidifying and playing a little bit tougher defense and being a little bit more stingy. But uh, this is a team that definitely could get um, – could get scored on and it was funny because during this game we have Allen Robinson's agent tweeting during this game saying just throw to Allen Robinson in the end zone he was so frustrated and it was kind of funny it was blowing up on Twitter everyone was uh retweeting that tweet but I mean this Bears team like what a what a different identity we're experiencing right now Nick Foles at the helm uh, 15 for 26, only 106 yards in the interception. Disgusting. The leading rusher for uh, Chicago is Cordero Patterson. He had 12 carries um, for 30 yards. Artavis Pierce was the next running back or um, rusher with three carries. I mean, this team is just non-existent on the offensive level. Minnesota now eking out a victory that is very a very tough victory, but now they're four and five and looking to turn things around off of the back of Dalvin cook. But he only had 30 carries for 96 yards this game and only four receptions for 16 yards this game. No touchdown from Dalvin cook. Um, something that we're not used to seeing, but this is a Kirk Cousins sighting two touchdowns for Kirk. He did have one pick, but that's really all it took for them to beat the Chicago bears team. You didn't see this. I didn't see too much of this game. Nah. I seen this game because I was taking Irish car bombs down in uh, yeah. downtown Riverside while watching this game. Um, so, did you, so you didn't know Nick Foles got injured on the last. Oh, I heard about that. Place. Yeah. All right. So, those, there's a lot of things that happen here. Um, Kirk Cousins did 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 his thing. Dalvin Cook is doing his. Um, just Justin Jefferson, man, this guy is just different. I think. Uh, I don't. I don't want to. I kind of want to say he's the best wide receiver in this class. But uh, there's so much other wide receivers. C.D. Lamb well, isn't so, really uh, getting the opportunity to prove himself anymore because Dak Prescott's out. Who? Oh, man, what other wide receivers? T. Higgins. Um, uh, who else? There's another one. There's another one that I thought was better than Justin Jefferson as a rookie. Who is it? I don't know who it is. Oh, uh, Jerry Judy. Um, no, not Jerry Judy. Not Ruggs either. Damn, who was it? Because I, I remember they're like, this is the best receiver in the league. Um, rookie rookie class and I was like oh yeah him and what's his name is he on the Niners I'll, I'll remember like later no 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 not not yoke um maybe it is maybe it is him because I think he's definitely up there he's definitely number one or number two 135 yards um no touchdowns no needed Adam Thielen got those done on some very difficult catches but um so what happened was um Nick Foles was getting tackled but he wouldn't want to get down so he's he just like he had his jersey getting tugged, and he just managed to get the ball thrown off, and he landed really weird on his oh. spine or in his hip back area, and they had to pull him out on a stretcher, so Tyler Bray came in, and they were down by six um, with uh, with like 40 seconds left, and Tyler Bray came in, went one for five, and, you know, you know that was it. Bright spot here is Cardell Patterson. He had a, a touchdown, um, a special teams touchdown, a kick return, I believe, like a 103-yard kick return, and um, I like the way they utilize him, but the offensive coordinator, and I looked him up because they were talking about him, Bill Lazor, I think he's new, uh, first year in this uh, position, uh, was just, uh, it's just flat-footed. I mean, you didn't establish the run at all. You got Ryan Nall with one carry, zero yards, and then you got Artavius Pierce. 
Um, Allen Robinson with 43 yards. You just cannot get it done. And the fun, weird fact, well, this is a weird fact. Mr. Bisky, oh, yeah, he did. The reason why he didn't come in because he had a soldier injury. He's 3-0 and as starter, and Nick Foles is 2-5. and And we thought with Nick Foles it would be a lot better, but uh, – we're, I guess we're all wrong, and now that he's injured, um, I don't know what it, what Trubisky's deal is, but it's going to be Tyler Bray, and it's going to just be bad news bears if it's Tyler Bray. But I think Mr. Trubisky might come back, and maybe that's what they need. I, I'm saying that with a big question mark. Um, this bear offense is just I completely lost. I know their running backs are, are injured, but I know Car- Cardell Patterson can't do it all. But they got to do something. You got Allen Robinson, and then you got Anthony Miller, too. Those guys are those guys are studs right there. Really underrated. I really didn't respect them that much until um, I started really watching the Bears game so I could talk shit on them. But um, Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller, there's some legit wide receiver ones and twos. So they definitely got to get this uh, offense going because their defense can handle. Um, but they need some help from the offense. Yeah, I agree. Um, just I'm, I'm just so lost on this Bears team. And if Nick Foles comes in and wins some games, I would just – blow my mind it would, it would really actually make me mad because chicago is five and five right now and i think that they should trend down but if they come in and steal a few more um and sneak into the playoffs they would just upset me but now that wraps it up for our recap i'm gonna hand it off for david to re- finish the rest of this recap um because we're gonna do our lightning round just to just get the rest of the week 10 off the board all right, here we go. Lightning round. We have the New York Giants upsetting. Yes, you heard me upsetting Eagle, the Eagle, the Philadelphia Eagles, who are both tied for first place. The only reason why the Eagles are in first place because they got the tie against the Bengals. But Carson Wentz cannot get it done. Miles Sanders, um, 85 yards, no touchdowns. But Daniel Jones did not trip when he ran into the end zone. He had 64 yards, the leading rusher. Wayne Ball, uh, Gallman um, looking pretty good with two touchdowns. Daniel Jones, 244. Uh, this Giants team is stepping up on defense and on offense. I think they could get that first place in the NFC I know. East. What an accomplishment, right? First place, NFC East. But you're right. They are getting it done on offense. I like Daniel Jones. He's been putting things together. This is kind of like the Daniel Jones story of last year, starting off rocky but ending off the season very well. Um, I'm very concerned about that. Just if he, if that's his story, if that's going to be his pattern, just always you know, starting the year off terrible but then – saving his job by you know playing very well towards the end a playoff appearance would help out a lot nfc east and it's not a huge accomplishment but for the giants and evaluating their quarterback talent i think it would he's shown some great plays Daniel jones is low-key very fast too it's so weird and wayne gallman i like the way this kid's been running ever since he came in for saquon um i've always liked the gallman guy so uh i think that he's solidified his position as a rb2 once saquon gets back and uh this receiving core i love it Philadelphia, though, I mean, you're just you're you, whatever lead you had in this terrible East, um, it's going away, and I think it's just really due to injuries. Um, it's not fair, especially for Eagles fans. But one thing you can say uh, for sure is that Carson Wentz is so up and down, and he is not consistent anymore. Probably psychological. I mean, this guy does not get any protection at all these past few years, and just getting beat up, it has to have you know just in the back of his mind whenever he's taking these snaps and these guys are rushing at him. Um, we'll say, though, uh, Boston Scott, three three carries, 63 yards, one touchdown, um, and then also 11 yards uh, through the air. We did say through fantasy that he was going to put up something, so I just wanted to shout that out. <laughs> yes. Um, only, uh, yeah, injury bug has really suffered, um, really got the Eagles struggling. So I feel bad for those Eagle fans because they're really hard on their team. Um, 
But moving on to the Green Bay Packers who escaped a comeback from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars kind of exposed this um, Green Bay Packer team, which um, who spent like, th- uh, fuck, I don't even know how much money they spent a couple years ago. And I remember it was on my highlight because I really liked this Green Bay Packers defense. But they're just been up and down as well. They're 7-2, and two, though, um, for good reason. Jake Lowen didn't do much. But James Robinson, my rookie of the year at Canada at this point right here because this dude is just a stud. Um, but they have an offense, and I say this every time. They just need to find more chemistry together. They got a new quarterback there. You really can't blame them. But the Green Bay Packers, uh, MVS, that dude is just balling out. And then you got Devontae Adams. You got Aaron Jones. I mean, this offense is just set. It's just I'm real I'm real concerned about this defense. I know they won 24-20, but uh, you almost let the Jaguars come back. The defense had great um, stops towards the end, but you really, really got to step up that defense because uh, you're going to verse a lot of the harder opponents, and uh, that defense is not going to stand up. Yeah, you're definitely right. And, you know, this is a game where I think that the offense should have scored a little bit more too. So, you know, you have to rely on the t- the their offense to really just put things away, not their defense. And that's just what it is for Green Bay at this point. You know, you have to accept their identity. You're not going to change anything. There's no more free agent acquisitions or trades. Deadline is passed. So this is who you are. So um, limiting a Jaguars team that we actually like to just 20 points could be kind of an accomplishment. They had some big plays um, against Jake Lutton, um, some big sacks against him. And I think they may have forced a fumble as well. I know they got an interception. And those are huge. I mean, I thought Jake Lutton... This last week beforehand, uh, he had a he really displayed his arm. He has a really big cannon of an arm. He stands so tall in the pocket, and the way that Green Bay just gives up so much through the air, I was thinking maybe that this Jake Lutton kid could have been a sleeper. I didn't want to talk about it because I wasn't too sure. Um, and they really just made sure that he didn't make any noise and and wasn't brought up again. So I'm really you just want to give a little bit of credit there because that was a little bit scaring me. But yeah, you're right. James Robinson is that guy. I love James Robinson. Not sure if he's gonna be just getting the respect because Jack Jacksonville they're just they're just so bad. But he got it done a little bit on the ground. So you have to give credit where credit is due. Jacksonville is just a team that's rebuilding. Maybe they're in the race. Uh, they're gonna get Trevor Lawrence. It really seems like a possibility to me. Um, between them or the Jets. And Green Bay, like you said, you just want to tighten up on defense a little bit. But coming out with this victory was very solid. Get back on track. They are 7-2. It looks very nice. This next game was actually pretty intense, which I didn't think it was. It went to overtime in the last second field goal. The Detroit Lions beat the Washington football team 30-27 to with the field goal while time expired. Alex Smith. Look, good and healthy, threw 55 wow. times. His arm is good. His legs are good, threw 55 times, 390, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Antonio Gibson, another guy who I'm starting to like, um, scored the touchdowns they needed. Um, but the Lions just got it done. Um, and Matthew Stafford, who was battling COVID and battling injury, came came into this game, went 24-33, to 33, 256 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. DeAndre Swift got it done on the ground. Marvin Jones, um, uh, DeAndre Swift and Marvin Hall. I, for, I kind of forgot about Marvin Hall. I, I kind of heard about him here and there. But they all had touchdowns. No Galladay, no problem. Um, and they beat the Washington football team 30 to Yeah, man, this is incredible, dropping back 55 times for Alex Smith. But this is just a game where it got too too late for them to start this comeback. It just got away from them too early. And they're not a team that could really put on these immense comebacks. For them to put up 27 points is already amazing for me. And... You know, Matthew Stafford is usually the guy that's making these fourth quarter comebacks in these Detroit Lion games, but they had the lead for once and they actually held on to it. Um, but it was a very, very, um, I mean, they actually did give it up and it went to overtime, like you said, but it was, um, 
very fought hard fought game and it was good for them to take it out um, but these are two teams that aren't going to make the playoffs but it was entertaining for what it was all right next game was uh was a pretty bad one if you bet on the cleveland browns you are probably very upset the spread was minus 3.5 nick uh, Brad, uh i always get bradley nick chubb nick chubb ran and ran out of bounds at the one yard line with a couple seconds left, so he could solidify the the, the win, um, and and didn't cover the spread of three point five. They only won by three. So if you're if you're a Browns fan and you bet on that, it's pretty bad. But it was pretty much a defensive game, and uh, this the Bear or the Browns really rely on Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, who combined for two hundred twenty seven yards. As you heard me right, both of them combined for two hundred twenty seven yards. And a, a average of six point yards per carry combined with a touchdown. Baker Mayfield, no touchdowns, no interception, only 132 yards, but he didn't have to do much because they got it done on the ground. The Texans, um, I think uh, the David Johnson trade, if they didn't know by now, was probably the worst trade in history. Duke Johnson is not enough. Deshaun Watson is not enough. Uh, you got Brett. You got Randall Cobb leading receiver. Uh, I forgot how short he was. You got Brandon Cooks only at 39 yards, and Will Fuller. Come on, you can you could do a lot better than that. Only scoring seven points was pretty embarrassing, and the guy who scored a touchdown was Farrell Brown, uh, Farrell Brown. I don't, I can't even pronounce his name. Uh, good victory for the Browns, but I really don't think they're the six and three team. And if they do get in the playoffs, they're going to get bounced in the first round. Sorry, my yeah. I mean, this Cleveland Browns team is just a team on the rise, um, a team that. You know, as getting things done on offense, finally getting the running game back with Nick Chubb back, and I just, you know, I just like him a little bit for just because of that. This is a game where I guess Cleveland this time of year is just going to be windy as hell. Um, they got game delayed because of the weather. It was lightning in the area, and so, um, so it was just a great. It was great to see that they could get 200 yards on the ground. Nick Chubb, his his emergence and his return was very, very, very much needed for this Cleveland Browns team because they were really missing his presence and. Uh, Baker Mayfield was really struggling because Nick Chubb wasn't there and they couldn't really establish the run game without him. Kareem Hunt isn't that guy, but if you get Nick Chubb in there, you can see what Kareem Hunt can do. He could almost match him, um, but he, he isn't that catalyst like Nick Chubb is. Te- Texans now, a game where I thought that they could have stole maybe if the weather was a little bit better, but they don't have the running presence like Cleveland did, and that's why they lost. All right, moving on. Let me just wait for my shit to load. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Carolina Panthers and the Buccaneers just just kept laying it on them, forty six to twenty three. Um, it was just bad news. I mean, the, the the Buccaneers were just playing with them at one point towards the end. They're just doing whatever literally they want, and I feel bad for this Carolina Panthers team because they're, I think they're, they they got for the future. I think they're set for the future, but right now they're going to go through some growing pains. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers they just have too much weapons going on you've seen tom brady two 241 three touchdowns we've seen ronald jones he fumbled earlier in the game and then he came back and ran a 98 yard touchdown he had 192 on the day 8.3 yards per carry yeah he's seen all wide receivers in the mix and including the cancer himself antonio brown who was accused of throwing a bike at us of surveillance camera because of course that's and that's antonio brown for you like who the fuck throws a bike at a surveillance camera like was the surveillance camera low was he that strong he threw the bike that far like how big was the bike was it like electrical bike was it a motorcycle like this dude's on crack for sure uh definitely need to get checked out for cte i mean my man is struggling but um 
but the Carolina Panthers, no McCaffrey. You really see how they 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 can't win without McCaffrey. And then you even seen P P J Walker come in. I think Teddy P got injured, but uh, yeah, it's just it's just all bad for Carolina. Bad matchup and uh, no McCaffrey, and I think he's out again this week too. So. They're going to be struggling. Yeah, Carolina, a team that I've described them as a team that you just really have a great practice against and that they'll eventually let you win. I mean, they were winning earlier in this game, very early on, and it looked like, you know, they were going to cover the spread at least by, I think they were, the spread was plus nine or something like that for Carolina. It was a very immense spread. But um, I picked Tampa Bay to win this game and very much because I knew that Tom Brady was going to be able to get it done. These guys were um, just getting ahead because their offense and their roster just overpowered Carolina. They're a well-coached team. I like Matt Rule, but you're just so limited by your players. And Ronald Jones, of course, he had a great uh, great game, almost 200, like you said. So um, it was just a matter of just a roster overpowering a Carolina Panthers team. They just played, played tough, and they've been playing with heart each and every week, and I have to respect that. But they're just not coming away with these victories. And, uh, you know, not having Christian McCaffrey all year – Really, I mean, essentially all year, really, uh, really just changed the dynamic of their season. And, you know, they get chalked this season up to just uh, not being where they where they need to be at talent wise. But you can see the vision for Carolina. And I'm very excited for that. Yes, they remind me a lot about the Jaguars. They have a great they have a great vision and uh, they just need to get a little more um a little bit more time with each other. All right, moving on to the Raiders and Denver Broncos. So the Raiders defense showed up, but I do want to say their whole defense is on COVID list. Um, unfortunately, that right. sucks to be a, a Raider fan. Their whole defense is on some crazy shit like that. Um, but you see the emergence, this run, this 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 Raiders, um, all the announcers and even John Gruden or Jay, whatever the fuck Gruden said, it's dinosaur football. They just love running this ball like it's 1992. Um, Josh Jacobs and, and Devontae. Devontae Booker, I mean, they're making him look like this guy is a fucking running back too right here. 81 yards, two touchdowns. You got Josh Jacobs with 112 yards, two touchdowns. Derek Carr didn't have to do much. Um, Drew, Drew Locke, man, four yes. interceptions against this Raiders defense, including a one-handed interception by a linebacker. Um, this, this, this offense is just... Two injury plagued, and um, the Melvin Gordon is not worth the money. LOL. Um, and Philip Lindsay, come on, Philip Lindsay is so much better than Melvin Gordon, and they're not utilizing him, and it's pissing me off so bad. Philip Lindsay needs to get out of there. They invested in Melvin Gordon. Good for you. Get Philip Lindsay out of there. I'm a starter trend. Get him out of there, man. I, I love Philip Lindsay so much. I trade him for for him in Madden. He has amazing hair. He's Stevens' Eskimo brother. Like what else? How, how how can't you not like this guy? But the Broncos just struggling too hard. Three and six, and the Raiders uh, come up on top, thirty-seven and twelve, and looking uh looking pretty good. They're gonna probably get solidify a playoff. Yeah, spot. for sure. I think they are. Um, just a great game for them, and I just very surprised by the four interceptions, the four turnovers that they forced. If they could get that type of production, they will definitely go far into the playoffs. Yeah, I'm done. Hello. Yeah, I mean, I mean, oh, oh, that, I mean, it's oh, a very good it. victory oh, okay. for the Raiders. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't have nothing else to say. I mean, just surprised that they they had those turnovers. Um, like you said, everything. Josh Jacobs and Devontae Booker. Um, I guess for the Broncos, 
I don't know what else I could say. Uh, just maybe get Jerry Judy involved more. I guess it looked like they were trying to get him involved more, but they it just the passes went to the other team. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it seems like that's pretty much it. Um, I guess maybe they're missing a little bit more the uh, the presence of Albert O. I mean, they looked like they were very much on fire or getting things done um, offensively these past few weeks, maybe especially in the second half of games. But uh, Albert O's gone, and maybe I don't know. Maybe Albert O is the key. All right, moving on to this next game, which uh, which is pretty it's, – it's unfortunate for the Saints, but Drew Brees suffered uh, two two fractures in his ribs and a one collapsed lung um, from a bad – did you see that hit he took? I forgot who it was. But uh, Drew Brees just threw it back, and his feet, um, you know, swept under him, and a big 300-pounder fell right on top of him and <laughs> collapsed a lung and fractured two of his ribs. So James Winston came in and threw six for 10, 60 yards. But the Saints already had a big lead. But he's going to be the starter. I think that's the biggest story here. He's going to be the starter probably for at least two, three weeks. Um, but the, the San Francisco 49ers are just a broken team. And by broken, I mean just injured. They're just so injured and they're just running on fumes that uh, it doesn't take much to win, a, um, win against them. They're a good team if healthy, but they're just – they're just a broken team, and the Saints now are going to be having James Winston back there licking his fingers like a fucking weirdo. Um, personally, I don't like James Winston, the thirty for thirty guy. But uh, I think if they want, if they run their offense through Alvin Kamara like they have been, I think uh, I think they'll be. Yeah, fine. I think so too. Um, I have to look at their schedule. We're going to preview who they're playing this week, but um, it's good to see that they could come out and um, play very well. Drew Brees, I did not see when he got hurt, but I think it was the second half because the second half, um, like at the end of first half, second half, I think Jameis Winston went out there. So um, hopefully he'll be okay soon. It's going to take at least two weeks, but rib- ribs kind of heal surprisingly fast. And I think a- – yeah, he's like got a have a collapsed lung. Um, has a collapsed lung. That's what uh, uh, Deshaun Watson was playing with, and and uh, the Texans. You remember? I don't remember when he was. Ago, I don't he was remember that at all. Um, I've, I know he's played through some injuries. I don't remember what the collapsed lungs. It was a collapsed lung. That's I remember because they didn't want to take him on there. That's crazy. Um, the altitude. But anyway, going back to this game. Jameis Winston, uh, hopefully he'll be able to take over for this offense, but they did handily win uh, the 49ers. They're just a, kind of a mess now, um, looking like they're just scrambling, especially on offense. Uh, they don't have no consistency. We were looking at Joe Michael Hasty a few weeks ago and Jerick McKinnon for these guys to step up, and uh, they just didn't do it. New Orleans is a great rush defense, though, so you really got to attack up through the air. And Nick Mullins, you're just going to have a tough time, man. I mean, Stepping back 38 times, you're a backup for a reason, and you end up with a touchdown but two interceptions as well. I mean, this is a this is a game where I was, you know, crossing my fingers that New Orleans was going to step it up, though, because uh, we know that Nick Mullins can put up a bunch through the air. I mean, we've seen it. And uh, the, the Saints, a team that is kind of wishy-washy at times, and I was, you know, very skeptical, but um, they came out and, and crushed any questions I had. So um, very good victory for them. Moving on to this next game with the Pittsburgh Steelers move on to 9-0, and I have a couple of Steelers fans who just won't shut the fuck up about it. But uh, you can see the Bengals struggle without Joe Mixon. I know that offensive line is probably the biggest problem there, but their leading rusher was uh, Samanji Prenier, Prenier. And then you had Sean Williams and Giovanni Bernard 
Trevon Williams. Like this this running this running back group is just not there. T. Higgins though, he's emerging as a wide receiver one. I like T. Higgins, 115 yards and a touchdown. Um, trade AJ Green. Um, five targets, no receptions, no yards, no touchdown. Uh, I think they just trade them. They're not dead. They're definitely not resigning them. This Steelers team, though, I know I said they're imposters. I know I said that they're the imposters nine and team. Look at their schedule, and you will probably agree with me. They versus the Cincinnati Bengals, who are two and five and one coming into this game. Can you blame me? But I think that this Steelers team have one thing, and I think it's the best three uh, receiving uh, three wide receiver uh, starting core. We got uh, Dante Johnson, and then you got Juju and uh, Chase Claypool. All different all route runners, speedster. They all they they pretty much got everything you need in those three wide receivers. Um, the runner back uh, when they do need to get running, Benny Snell and James Conner can get it done. And Ben Roethlisberger, forty six, uh, twenty seven for forty six, three hundred thirty three yards, four touchdowns. Um, I really want them to verse a good opponent, so I can actually talk shit on the Steelers. But I uh, nine and zero, it looks nice and all, but uh. I, I don't know. They versus the Bengals, you know. So I can't. My my theory of them being imposters don't really work right now. It's working right now. So we'll just have to see in these coming up weeks. But they got a they got a pretty good offense. Yeah, this game, the Steelers, uh, just very impressed that they could. Well, very happy that they could just fend off Joe Burrow and the Bengals because I thought that Joe Burrow maybe would be able to steal a game from the Steelers if they were able to play very hard and put up the points that they have these past few weeks. They've been playing very inspired football, but um, they. They got shut down after the second quarter very early on. I mean, their only touchdown came in that quarter. Um, and then after that, it was really all Pittsburgh. And it was very um, good to see their offense come to life, especially seeing them just take a crap against the Cowboys. And so um, very good to see the three trio of wide receivers, like you said, go off. And um, just hopefully Pittsburgh can continue this streak of very good offensive play. I think they've got very consistent defensive play, but um, their offense is the one that we've just have been, have been very skeptical about, especially after the Cowboys, but big Ben over 300 yards through the year, finally. Um, and four big TDs uh, is exactly what we want to see. And so hopefully they just continue and, uh, you know, playing good opponents. I think they maybe could sleep, sleep on uh sneak up on them too. Like you said, because they've had somewhat of an easy schedule. Ha- I mean, half of it, but they've also played some tough opponents too. So we'll give them that, especially like the Titans and Baltimore. So um, there, there is more football to be played, but Pittsburgh is a strong nine and right now. I still believe in them. All right. Well, that wraps that up, right? That, we got all the games. Um, Yes. So. Sorry. Of week 10. Yeah. All right. All right, so we're going to go right into the preview. And the first uh, later today is the Arizona Cardinals versus Seattle Seahawks. And this is going to be the probably the best um, Thursday night game I've seen because they've been pretty shit lately. But uh, I think this I think this is going to be a good game. Battle of the Birds, a uh, fucking rival. And I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals in this one because the Seahawks, and we said it earlier, that the Seahawks are pretty much nothing without Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf, and even Tyler Lockett, too. Um, that defense is just so bad, and it's just, it, and, and Arizona Cardinals right now got the number one offense. I think Kendrick Drake could go up. Kyler Murphy could probably rush for 7,500 yards. You got D-Hop, um, and, and you got those Christian Kirk and, and Larry Fitzgerald. I think this, this team is just too good to get beat right now, and they, they got the hot hand. So, I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals in this one, and I'm going to say the score is going to be, whew, I think it's going to be 37 to 28. 
Thing is, though, Seattle now two-game losing streak. Do we really think they're going to lose three? It's in Seattle now, and a few weeks ago, the the Seahawks maybe could have could have won that game in overtime. I mean, Cardinals came up with some huge stops in that game. So now three weeks later, what are we going to see? Well, we've seen the Seattle Seahawks skid and Cardinals trend upwards. Is Seattle going to lose three in a row? I'm going to be on board with you. I like the Cardinals in this one a lot um, just because their offense and the defensive schedule, I mean, the defense of the Seahawks is just so bad, like we've, we've been saying. And, um, you know, I just think we're just learning more and more who these teams are. It's so weird that we're still learning um, 9, 10, 11 weeks into the season. But the, the Seahawks have really proven to us that uh, they are just not formidable on defense and they're not just not consistent enough. And so um, – I'm very concerned, and, and now they're developing some problems on offense because they're just so one-dimensional as a team that I really want – I think the Cardinals are going to win. So I'll take um, Kyler Murray and the boys to take this one 37-28. Uh, to 28. So the same exact score as mine. Oh, really? Did you just uh, – ah, wow. Um, you know, I <laughs> – My guy. All right. I'll clock it in there. Can't get your own score. All right. Um, I just want to say some breaking news right now. I know it's not football-related, but Clay Thompson tore his other Achilles. I don't know if you follow basketball. Yeah, I did, but yeah. He, he tore his right one last year. Now he tore his left one. Jesus Christ. I actually like Clay Thompson. I don't like the Warriors, but damn, my boy can't get a break. And they just drafted That's that one guy, Wiseman. Yeah, and he, he's looking really good. I like him. I, I think that would have been right. great. Damn, that fucking sucks. I, I, I hate the Washington Wizards, but I don't pray on no one's downfall unless you're Lamar Jackson. No, but you mean the, but you mean the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. What did I Washington say? Wizards. Oh, Washington Wizards. I'm fucking dyslexic. All right, moving on to the next game. we got the Cincinnati Bengals and the Washington football team. Um, The first game on Sunday, early in the morning, I'll probably be hungover, most likely. But I'll still probably watch it. Uh, the Bengals are looking 2-6-1. and one. I mean, uh, Joe Burrow, you know, he's doing his thing, but that's pretty much it. The Washington football team gets the quarterbacks, and I think Joe Burrow is going to have a – I think he's going to be tired. He's going to be gassed by the second half because he's going to get chased down by the one and only Chase Young. Uh, that dude is just a monster. I'm going to take Washington in this one. Um, I think it's going to be a, uh, not too high. I think I think Alex Smith, I mean, if he could throw for 55 times, 390, that dude has to get a touchdown. If you throw 55 times, no touchdown, I, that's not going to happen again. So I'm going to go with – Alex Smith and the Washington football team, comeback player of the year. Um, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to say uh, 24 to 17. Wow, this is such a tough one for me because I, I do like that. I do like Chase Young and I do like Alex Smith now. And that team is a lot about this offense and this whole team. Um, Antonio Gibson as well. And I just look at what, you know, Cincinnati has been able to do. Um, but they're kind of a couple of weeks now removed from that hot Joe Burrow um, pause, but that hot Joe Burrow streak of just huh. of just him playing amazing football, and uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it kind of seems like a while ago, and they just do not protect the quarterback well. And so, you know, I'll take Washington as well. Um, I do like where they're trending. I mean, Alex Smith, the comeback player of the year, and he has a whole week to prepare now. So, with the ones, maybe we'll see a little bit more scary Terry and the boys, and uh, and Gibson, and so maybe that's a little bit of a trio right there. Um, doesn't take too much, I don't think, to really score on this Bengals team. So um, I think that if they if they win though Washington, it'll be by a small margin. Margin. So then I'll take Washington. Uh, what did you say? I don't want to copy your score again. I said seventeen twenty four. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'll do twenty one seventeen. My guy right here. 
original score. All right. Moving on to the next game, we got the Atlanta Falcons versus the James Winston and the C- the Seattle Saints. The New Orleans Saints. Uh, this is going to be a little difficult one. Uh, this is the divisional game. Uh, you got Winston there. I don't know what he could do. We only seen him one play two weeks ago and like 12 he plays. He did get LASIK, this this LASIK eye surgery this offseason, though. So, you know, could, could help him out. Well, he's in those <laughs> 60 for 60 now. Um, and, um. I'm like I I, pers- I I don't want to say I don't like the Falcons anymore. I kind of do. I like Todd Gurley. I like the story going back to Atlanta. Um, you got if if Calvin Ridley is healthy, which I I think he was on an injury report, and Julio Jones, this could be a major upset. And I don't think Winston gots gots what it takes. I think he's um um what's that what's the phrase old bark no bite. I think his old bark no bite. He's licking his fingers too much, so he's probably going to fumble the ball a couple times. I'm going to take Atlanta Falcons in this one. What am I doing? I still haven't won this whole year weekly, but I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons on this one. I do not know why I'm doing this. I need to stop doing this to myself. This is why I'm an alcoholic. But I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to say it's going to be a close one. James Winston cannot get the ball to Thomas. They're going to just hand it off and pass it to Kamara. Uh, But I don't think that would be enough. I don't know why I'm saying this. I dropped Matt Ryan a couple weeks ago. Oh, I'm going to pick it back up this week. He's going to throw for 400 yards. All right. I'm going to go with the final score being 28 to 21. Wow. Okay. That's a great score. I mean, that's a great breakdown because, you know, if, if Atlanta does get off to a lead early, I think that maybe they could benefit from some Jameis Winston um, interceptions and, intercept, and uh, Jameis Winston miscues. I mean, they don't really um, – punish quarterbacks at all they don't get to the quarterback and they don't really get interceptions anyway but you know Jameis Winston is that type of player that will just gift you it so um that could be a recipe for success Atlanta gets the coin toss first they go up and maybe they they get a stop on defense go up two scores and maybe they're the the Saints are just scrambling to get back into the game so the 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 way you said that made it not convincing it makes me want to change my mind automatically <laughs> but damn that's so hard for them to do but go on sorry well you know i'm just saying i mean i think it's a very big possibility um but this is post lasik Jameis, and i just look at the coaching staff and i look at um sean payton i'm sure he's gonna draw up a simple game plan for Jameis to really feast and you know it's Taysom Hill's probably going to be in this one. For sure, time. yeah. And Taysom Hill and uh, a lot of Kareem – sorry, uh, not Kareem. Uh, Alvin Kamara and also um, Michael Thomas in the short game. So I don't think that their offense probably will suffer too much. If anything, it might be um, different. But I think that I could look and trust Sean Payton to put together a good game plan for the boy. I mean, this is they brought him in for a reason. And, um, you know, this is, a, this is the exact reason. I think that uh, Drew, Drew Brees got hurt last year. He's hurt again this year, and they saw what they needed. They they went out and got a gunslinger, and I think that they're gonna, it's going to pan out for them. So I'll take the Saints in this one. Uh, I'll take the Saints winning this one, thirty three to twenty seven. You know, uh, I'll, I'll give Atlanta a fighting chance in this one for sure. Um, I just I I can just picture James Winston just like being sad or they zooming up the cameraman the cameraman just knows how to do his job right just zoom in on james winston throwing like three picks and he's making that same face i i just see that right now i can tell the future i don't know if i, I don't know if you know that i can tell the future <laughs> all right moving on to the next game we got the pittsburgh steelers versus the jacksonville jaguars the one in eight almost defeated jaguars versus the unsteelers oh, man this is gonna be really hard one for the jags to even get close um, like I said, I like that offense. Jake Lolton, I mean, he has 400 and 
79 yards within his two weeks, I think. Um, man, I like I like Jacksonville so much, but I think that the Steelers are going to come out again and, and look at their schedule. Look at their schedule. The easiest fucking schedule in the league through 10 games, I guarantee you. Um, I think James Robinson is going to be just too much for him to handle. I think he's going to be a big part of this offense, but this defense is not going to be able to stop the big three and those wide receivers and Johnson and Claypool and Juju. And I swear to God, if Juju dances in the fucking end zone again, I'm a fucking kill myself. We get it, dude. We get it. You have a TikTok. We get it. We get it. It's fucking annoying. Like Ben Roethlisberger is going to go off. Um, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win this one, get undefeated. And you can tell by my tone of my voice, I do not like it. Uh, I'm going to say the score is going to be 34 17. Ooh, okay. Um, I was just looking at this game and I'm thinking maybe the Jacksonville could cover the spread. They could lose by up to ten in this game because that's how much the spread is. But um, you know, I I also look at how they've kept games close and how Pittsburgh has had their struggles against even some bad teams. But you know, I, I think Pittsburgh is going to win this game for sure. Um, just I don't know if they will cover the spread. The one thing that Jacksonville does very well is. They're top 10 in yards per rush. They're, they get 4.5 yards per carry, but that's the only category where they're in the top half of the league, really. Um, that, and that's, that's really not a recipe for success because they barely get 100 yards per game. So James Robinson seems to be limited, and this has really been the story for Jacksonville all year, just a limited offense that has a lot of upside for the future. But Pittsburgh is a team that's in the win-now mode for sure. So, so I'll take them. They're going to win 28-17. to 17. 28 to 17. All right, so let's go with the next game. We got the New England Patriots versus the Houston Texans. As you know, New England is coming off a win. Texans coming off a loss. Texans have no running backs. Patriots have great young running backs. I don't want to say the Patriots are going to win because that makes them 5-5 five and five and them that closer to getting eight wins and that closer for me to shave my head off. And I really don't want to shave my head off. Like, I really don't. Like, I've been growing it out for, like, since quarantine, and that shit's long and curly and nice and luxurious and shit. I bought this special shampoo and conditioner. It's coconut butter. It's lit as fuck. It's, I, my, I make my sister buy that shit at Ulta for me because I'm too embarrassed to go in there by myself because it's a makeup store. But... <laughs> I'm going to take the Patriots on this one. Unfortunately, I think Houston, Texas, it's going to be too much of a a battle for them. You're taking the Patriots? I, I don't want to. I really don't. But the, the Texans have no – Duke Johnson can't do it by himself. He can't. He can't do it by himself. And and if you got if you got Deshaun Watson out there, you might even collapse another lung. I mean, I really don't like taking New England. I, I think you can hear in my voice I don't want to take New England right now. But, uh, man, I think I am. Uh, I think it's just going to be too much. You, you have the Texans in this one? I, I'd like Deshaun Watson more. i like him to put up more. Their offense, their passing offense, has been very good lately. And, um, you know, I think that New England, you can score on them. You know, uh, they just played against the Baltimore, but we we don't we know how we feel about their passing attack. It's been completely dysfunctional. So I think, I you know, I just like um, – Deshaun Watson to pull it out, you know he he does work his magic every once pause, in a while. Pause, pause, God, man, I know I'm just I'm just so bad, but but um I think he he'll do it, you know um just New England is just so inconsistent for me. They they don't put together two games in a row like they used to, so I, I think I'm actually going to take the Texans in this one. Um, I could see it being such an ugly game for multiple reasons, but at the end of the day, I think the score could be twenty to seventeen. Uh, Texans. Man, this one's a hard one. 
I want I want to take the Texans. You, I I hope you know that. Um, <laughs> you know what? I okay. I'm gonna go with the Texans too. You convinced me a little bit. Um, I just like I like Texans passing game better than New England, but I like New England's running game better. But when it comes down to it, uh, it's a it's a passing league. Um, I guess I'll take Houston in this one. I'm gonna take Houston. What'd you say? 2017. I think it'll be 24 to 14. I think they'll they'll get get away with this one early. Hopefully, I mean, I mean the rush defense is bad, so Cam Newton might have a big and Damian Harris might have a great day. But I just I just think that they're gonna don't they're gonna say do that, it. don't say that now. And now I want to switch. Oh, we got a preview in for the people, man. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next game, we got the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Cleveland Brown, and it's at Cleveland, so it's probably gonna be fucking. It's probably gonna be a hurricane, and they're still gonna play. Um, this one's gonna be hard because. Because uh, there's a lot of stake for, for both these teams. Um, playoff contention for one and first place in their division in the other. Um, I just, the Eagles, man. And do you know who EDP445 e, yeah. is? I love that, man. That guy is fucking I think hilarious. he just got exposed for being a pedophile, actually. All right, I think he got exposed for racism. I know he got exposed for something, but I'm going to pretend you didn't say that because he's funny as fuck. <laughs> um... But that dude is fucking fun, and every time the Eagles lose, I just look at his old-ass videos and the memes. I send so much memes of him. That dude, I love that guy. He's fucking hilarious. I just want to mention that. Um, but uh, I think Cleveland got, 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 it's going to establish this run game so so much. They're going to cream hunt and, and chub. I mean, I don't think Baker Mayfield could just sit back. He could just sit back and relax, do a fucking Hulu Plus commercial or some shit, because this fucking run game is going to be on point. I think Cleveland's going to take this one. Um, I can see another 100-plus yards from both those runner backs. Um, I'm going to say Cleveland in this one. Um, I don't want Cleveland to win because shout-out to my boy Sniff. He's like a diehard Cleveland fan. The guy who drafted ba- Baker Mayfield in the first round. That That's that's mm-hmm. that's Sniffy. That's what I'm talking about. Um, I'm, I think that they both could get a touchdown or two each. Uh, I think Baker Mayfield could probably sneak one in there too. So that was that's at least tw- – um, I think it's going to be uh, 17 to 27, Cleveland. Okay. I think Cleveland's going to take this one too. Just Philly is just not that team anymore. Um, they're so bad on defense, especially on the ground, and that's what the bread and butter of Cleveland is. So I'll take them too. Um, I'll have them win. Uh, shoot. 34 to 17. All right. Copied one of my numbers, but it's okay. Yes. All right, moving on to the next game. We got the Detroit Lions and the, the Carolina Panthers. And you've been saying this week a week that the Carolina Panthers are a team you could beat up on. And the way the Lions came out, um, I know it was a close one against Washington. But, um, oh, man, with no McCaffrey, I, I think I might have to go with Detroit on this one. McCaffrey is pretty much the Carolina Panthers team. I know Mike Davis is good. He got a, pref- a pef- what's that word? Prefila? Plethora. Is that the word? Prefla. I'm dyslexic. Um, of, of wide receivers. But um, I really like that receiving core, man. You got Robinson. You got DJ Moore. You got Curtis Samuel. Mike Davis. Oh, man, I really wish the Carolina Panthers team was do better because they were my dark horse team this year. I really hope they're going to do good with McCaffrey there. But now that he's out with a soldier, sh- shoulder injury, I think I'm going to take Detroit. Matthew Stafford still got some left in the tank. You could give him COVID. You could give him a shoulder injury. You could give him a leg injury. But this dude just comes back. 
He's like an ex you don't like. He's just going to keep on coming back. Uh, even if Galladay doesn't play, which I hope he does because I have him on fantasy, you still got uh, Marvin Jones and those running backs. AP, I think I have a big game here. Um, I'm going to take Detroit here. <laughs> I didn't think I would say I'll take Detroit over Carolina in week 11 if you told me this week one. But I think I'm going to take Detroit. I think it's going to be a close game by three. It's going to be 27 to 24. Very close game. Wow. Um, this is tough for me because I don't know if uh, you know Detroit is going to be able to pull it out. I mean, I like Carolina a lot. Um, you know, you know how I feel. Um, they're just a team that plays so hard, but they just come up short every single week. And uh, Detroit, what is the record? I'm mean, just going to look at this real quick. Four, and, Four five. and five, and Panthers three and seven. Oh man, it's in Carolina. I'll take Carolina. I think you take Carolina. Yeah, I'll take Carolina. I think Mike Davis and uh, the boys could get it done against this Lions defense, who just uh, they don't impress me at all. And so Mike Davis, I think, is bound for a big game. And then whenever the running game gets established, Teddy B also plays very well. So Roby Anderson or DJ Moore over the top. I like that a lot more than I think uh, Detroit. Um, just having any consistency on offense. I like the consistency more on Carolina. So um, it could be very close. It could go either way, but I'll just take Carolina 27-24. Also, same, my exact same score. Nice. <laughs> I'm, not, you know what? I'm probably just like uh, just listening to you, and it's like going to the back of my mind, and then I think it's my Sub- – Subconsciously? Yeah, subconsciously. Damn, you just convinced me, man. Uh, <laughs> you're right. I I got to stick with it. Fuck, I got to stick with it. You convinced me, though. That wide receiving core is really good at Mike Davis. I don't know why I picked Detroit. God damn, shoot me in the face. All right, next game we got – I think this is going to be a really good one. Probably the best morning game here. Uh, we got the the Tennessee Titans versus the uh, – almost the Chicago Ravens. Um, the, the Baltimore Ravens. Jesus Christ. Um, I think the Tennessee Titans are going to win this one. I think they had Desmond King in there. Um, you seen what he did week one or the first week he was there when he, he, he was there. Um, um, fumble sorry, return. I got a text. It fucking fucks me all up. Um, but yeah, I think that Lamar Jackson is going to struggle. And I think, uh, I've been saying this every week. I don't think he'll pass two fifty. He still hasn't this year. Um, and the Tennessee Titans need to prove something to someone. I think they, they, they've been losing these games and a lot of people are turning on them, even though they're six and three. I think Derrick Henry is, is bound for a big game. I have Tanny Hill. I'm thinking about starting uh two. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Are they, they have a bye this week? No, where's two at? Oh, they put the Broncos. We'll talk about that later. Um, but I don't think the Ravens are, should be six and three. I think Lamar Jackson's a fraud to be honest. And I just don't like Lamar Jackson in general. So I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans in this one on a completely unbiased opinion. Um, I'm going to take Tennessee over this one. They're going to win a slim one. It's going to be, uh, 28 to 25, 28, 25 is my score. Lucas. Okay. okay. 28, 25. That's my score. Do you know, um, these are two very similar teams. I think Baltimore just has the better defense, but I think Tennessee has the better offense slightly because they're just very similar when it comes to running the ball. They have two amazing talents, Lamar and Derrick Henry going at it, but um, passing the ball, I do trust Tannehill a little bit better, and they are ranked a little bit better, higher than Baltimore. Baltimore is actually one of the worst. They're actually maybe the last ranked. Um, they're either 31st or 30, 30th um, in all of these major categories. And so um, in 24th in completion percentage, too. So Tennessee is just beating Lamar um, as far as through the passing game. And I think that's why I want to give the edge to Tennessee as well. 
um, when I see two similar teams, you got to find what the difference and the difference does lean towards Tennessee. And so um, Tannehill maybe attack that defense better, but you know, that this is the defense of Baltimore is actually very stout as well. But you know, still that's my, that's my thinking. I still want to go with Tennessee. And so uh, I will take the Titans here. What was your score again? Sorry. 28, 25. All right. I'll take Tennessee 31 to 27. Okay. Not the exact same, okay. but very, very similar. Good job. Um, did you, uh, did you have a score for the Chargers in the New York Giants game or New York Jets game? Oh yeah. I'll take the did chargers you? in this one. Uh, I think I said 31. No, sorry. No. Uh, I, was, I listened to it, but I forgot. 35, 31. I think something like that. Um, you you're giving the Jets thirty one points. I, I said um, I was on the the Spanish podcast yesterday and I bold predictions. They were making bold predictions, and uh, so I said Joe Flacco would have four passing touchdowns. <laughs> God fucking damn! <laughs> yeah, fucking all right. Um, yeah, de- definitely check that out. It's a, the first international Charger Charger podcast from what was it from? So Alex is from UK, and then Simone is from Colombia. Yeah, so a little bit uh, – if you like accents, go ahead and check that out. It was very entertaining, actually. Luke is starting to sound weird because he was the only one without an accent. <laughs> so I was just like, all right. All right, so I'll just preview this one real quick in my opinion. Um, the fact that Anthony Lynn said that the Jets are the, the, the uh, toughest team on this schedule, I almost shot myself in the goddamn face. We put, we're putting my boy Justin Herbert through a goddamn depression. He shaved his whole head off like, like Britney Spears. Um, my boy looked like Brink though. Um, but I'm gonna take the charge in this one. Obviously I am a Chargers fan. I, I, I cannot. This is the most Chargers shit though. If we fucking lose to the Jets, the 0-9 Jets, that's the most Chargers shit in the world. I swear to God, I could see that happening, but I do not want to see that happen. Obviously I'm gonna take the Chargers on this one. God damn Chargers, please. Chargers, please don't fucking let me down. I'm gonna take the Chargers in this one. (laughs) God, I'm a fucking cry right now because I fucking if the fucking Chargers lose, I will. Oh my god, I don't want to think what's gonna happen. I'm gonna put some crazy shit on Twitter of, of things things I'll do if the fucking Jets win. I'm gonna take the Chargers to win this one. Twenty eight to um. Let's see. Yeah, Joe Flacco there. Come on, Joe Flacco and and who the fuck Frank Gore? Come on, and they let go of of Prezier Desire or whatever Desire. I don't know why they did that. The Chargers should definitely pick him up. He's a great pickup. Um, they have one less cornerback there. You got Marcus May there, who I personally really like. Um, no, there's no way. Dude, there's no way. I'm going to take the Chargers winning. What the fuck am I thinking? I'm going to take the Chargers winning 14-28. to 28. There's no fucking way we lose. I swear to God, if we fucking lose. I, I don't know what I'll do. I might drive my car into oncoming traffic. All right. On the most positive note, we're going to go with the, the – the, um, I just had a, like a mini breakdown. Sorry, guys. I know you guys are <laughs> We're going to have the – I just – I forgot I was on the podcast for a second. I was just talking about – holy shit. I need some alcohol. Where's the alcohol? Jeez, I'm going to fucking Uber eat some alcohol to me. All right, moving on to the Miami Dolphins, to the to the Denver Broncos here. And um, this should be a good one. Denver Broncos threw four interceptions to the Raiders. The, the Brian Flores is coach of the year in my books. He's six and three. My guy, dude, he's making this team who was pretty much just a puzzle. I call this team a puzzle piece. They're just putting all these puzzle pieces together, and it's working. And that usually doesn't work the first year, 
Um, I'm gonna take that. Bron- I'm gonna Broncos. I'm gonna take the Miami Dolphins in this one, and I think it's gonna be a convincing win. I think I'm. A, I think it's gonna be a twenty-eight to ten. Ooh, I like that score a lot. I'll I'll piggyback. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll piggyback twenty-eight thirteen. How about that? Because I like I like twenty-eight for Dolphins. Um, but yeah, you said it. Miami's such a great team. They really are. Um, like you said, the puzzle pieces, but Brian Flores putting it all together. I love this Dolphins team, the way they've come together. Um, very inspired football. They just got to make sure they keep building, but they have the draft capital to do so. And so their future's looking very bright. But back to this game real quick. Um, based off their recent performances, they've been having some great impact plays on special teams and defense. And, um, you know, just the way that the Denver Broncos played last week, Drew Locke, four interceptions last week. Um, I'm expecting Brian Flores to cook up some nasty game plans to fuck with Drew Locke. So uh, this is a this is going to be a landslide victory, I think, too. One of the maybe more convincing victories of the weekend. I really hope so because I really don't like the Broncos. I really like Drew Locke at the beginning of the year, and then he did that stupid ass dance, dude. You don't get at dancing. Have a have a dance battle off of me, dog. I'll fuck you. <laughs> All right. So what 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 did you say the score was? I'm twenty eight thirteen. Oh, so close to mine. Okay. Well, you might as well be a fucking backpack hopping on my back. Uh, it's okay. It's shit. okay. All right. 20, <laughs> 28 to 13. All right. We're going to move on with the Dallas Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings. And um, but this one, I mean, Andy Dalton's coming back, which I don't know how much that carries into this prediction. Probably a lot. I don't know. It's like a revolving door now. If you would have told me it's a revolving door with quarterback in Dallas in week one. I probably would have broke both my feet, just like Dak Prescott. Oh my God, too. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Minnesota Vikings. They've really been stepping up on both parts of the um, both parts of the ball, really. To be honest with you, and uh, Dalvin Cook, I think is just gonna have a game. Um, I think even Alexander Madison will. I think it's gonna be a good one to punch this Cowboys team. Um, I don't want to say giving up because they've been putting a little fight in, but two at, at two and seven. Hell, they might even tank for Trevor uh, Trevor Lawrence and. Uh, and trade Dak Prescott. Who knows? That'd be some crazy shit. But um, I'm taking Minnesota this one. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen is uh, reminding you that he is still a wide receiver. He had two touchdowns last week, as you know. Um, they're Viking. I think this offense is way better than this defense, and I even think this defense is better than this Cowboys. Oh, and shit! I just want to say this real quick. You know the player that the Jaguars traded to uh, the Vikings? What's his name? Ungakwe. Okay. Um, if if he gets uh, voted into the Pro Bowl, the Jaguars get a better. Oh pick. right! So all these Jaguar, all these Jaguar fans are fucking voting the fuck out of them. That is hilarious. Yeah, just want to say that. That is hilarious. So they're voting for their their old guy to get the Pro Bowl, so they get a better pick, which is pretty. It that's is pretty smart. smart. Yeah, I'm just gonna be honest with you. Um, so I'm gonna take the Minnesota Vikings on this one. Uh, the score though, I think Dalvin Cook have two touchdowns easy, and I think Derek, uh, our Kirk cousin could too. That's 28 points there. Uh, I think Andy Dalton could throw a pick and maybe even a pick six. So I'm gonna say the score is gonna be a convincing win. It's gonna be a twenty-one to thirty-four. Twenty-one thirty-four. That's my score. For Minnesota. Minnesota. Yes. Yeah, I'll take Minnesota in this one too. I don't think Dallas will take put up twenty-one points. I mean, even though Andy Dalton's coming back, even when he was in, they were still just as dysfunctional as ever without Dak Prescott. I mean, I I guess he was a superstar. I mean, I knew he was a superstar, but I guess he was doing he was doing a miracle job. That's what I'm trying to say over there um, because the, the turnaround of the offense is a complete 180. So I'll take Minnesota here. Um, maybe they'll run it up a lot, 28 to 7. Ooh, you're giving them 7. I just think that C.D. Lamb, I think that's the only bright star. You got Mari Cooper there too. I right, mean, they, but they, 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 they weren't doing anything, know. dude. They've been – I mean, it's been that bad. 
Yeah, I know. I shouldn't have given 21 points, but I did. All right, moving on to the Green Bay Packers and the Colts. I think this is going to be a real good game. Um, six and three versus seven and two. You got Phillip Rivers versus Aaron Rodgers. You got a good defense versus uh, okayish defense. Green Bay Packers defense has been slipping a lot, and this Colts defense has been stepping up a lot. Um, I think the are the Colts favorites in this one. I remember yes, we talk, talked Colts about favorite uh, by a couple points. Like. Uh, I kind of don't want to take them because they are favorites. I like underdogs, but I'm gonna take the Colts in this one. I'm gonna take my boy Philip Rivers. That dude gets hot later. Uh, he gets hot the colder it gets. Uh, that's I don't know. That's weird. That's so weird that that happens. But I'm gonna take the Colts in this one. I know that. I, the, this, I'm gonna unconvince myself right now. The Green Bay Packers got so much weapons on. You got at um. You got Adams back. You got MVS. That dude's a legit wide receiver too. A little bit inconsistent, but he had 150 yards last week. You got Aaron Jones, and you got. Aaron Rodgers, you would think that this offense could flourish, but I think the Colts' defense is going to slow him down a little bit, and then the Colts' offense is going to take the rest, going to take them the rest of the way, and the Green Bay defense is going to be clueless. I'm going to take the, I'm going to take Phillip Rivers and the Colts, and it's going to be, let's see, it's going to be high scoring, really scoring. It's going to be a twenty-eight. No, it's going to be twenty. Yeah, twenty-eight. To thirty-three. You taking the Colts in this one? Taking the Colts, the favorites. Man, unfortunately, I. I this is such favorites. a tough one for me as well. Um, I look at what the Colts have been doing, and uh, they're getting better defense, defensive play, and offensive play. Um, Darius Leonard's return has really helped out a lot, and uh, Green Bay. I mean, they have been very. Very consistent, seven and two. They've had some dips in this year, and the dips have been very dramatic. But uh, I just don't think the Colts have the same type of uh, formula to beat to beat the um, to beat the Packers. Man, maybe they do. I mean, look, they they also. I mean, I look I look at their <laughs> their sack percentage, and they get to the quarterback. They're top ten at that, and they're second best in the league at getting interceptions. So. Um, I look at that, but then Aaron Rodgers isn't going to do that. It's so hard. It's so hard for me. Um, this is a tough one. The, let me let me explain. A, okay, so you explained the path to victory for the Colts. I think the path to victory for the Packers is definitely um, getting Naheem Himes out of the out of um, factored and Malcolm, Michael Pittman uh, limited. But I don't think you have to put too much pressure on them to do that. I think that it's very much a matchup and scheme based offense for the Colts and Phillip Rivers. And, um, you know, that's, it's just going to be a cerebral game. If you look at this game, it's going to, um, if you watch it, chess match all across the board, pre snap. And if you get the mismatches, I think that's where it is. But um, the Packers, I think, I, I, oh my God, do, do I take the Packers in this one? I'll, I'll take the Packers just because. I think their offense could score and keep up with the Colts. And uh, if it does end up becoming a shootout, I think that the Packers will be able to survive a shootout. So that's that's my thinking. And I think that is that makes a lot of sense to me. So if we take in shootouts here, I'll take Green Bay 37 to 34. I think it could be that close. And um, yeah, I think at the end of the day, I do favor the Green Bay offense a little bit better. That was my was it really? Too, man. Come on. Oh, my God. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, if it comes down to a shootout, I think Green Bay could win it, but I think um, it's going to be a more, um, more defensive game on the Colts' side. I think they could really hold them. <laughs> All right, moving on to an AFC West game, which I want to kill myself because I'm talking about. But I got the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Las Vegas Raiders in Las Vegas. And as you know, the Raiders won last time against KC. Ugh, did 
that irks me to say that. But, um, ah, man, this one's hard, too. The Chiefs are coming off a bye, and the Raiders are coming off a big divisional game win. So, um, can the Raiders, can Lightning strike twice? I don't want to say because I fucking hate the Raiders so much. And my boy, shout out to my boy, I have him, I love that dude. But, man, that motherfucker talks when they win. So, I do not want to see him win. I'm going to take KC in this one. But my boy Ben's dad is a KC fan. He tomahawk strikes me every time I see him. Um, damn. Uh, KC is not explosive as a lot of people think. Like, pedestrian-ass football fans think that the Chiefs are great. They're not – Patrick Mahomes having a real down year. I know he only has one interception. But, I mean, god damn. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm panting over here. Uh, I'm going to have a second mental breakdown right here in fucking one podcast. That's a record. What do you think? You got to convince me. Let me hear your analysis first. I well, I, I think I, uh, the Chiefs have kind of found their focus a little bit on offense after being dysfunctional. I, th- I think that um, the Raiders game was a wake-up call for them. And in the past, in the in the subsequent weeks after that, I think they've really turned it up on offense. Um, I was skeptical like you, but I think that their offense and is going to be able to take, um, you know, pour it on. I think if they get to a lead early, they're going to force Derek Carr to throw, and their their secondary is very strong, actually stronger than their run game, run defense. But it's going to be such such a balanced attack. I mean, also the Raiders, their game plan has to be getting Josh Jacobs going, and uh, the run defense of Kansas City is not good at all. And so if it, it could go either way as far as the game plan for the Raiders that they want to establish the run and get the play action going. And then Henry Ruggs over the top or Darren Waller make things comfortable and slow, slow for Derek Carr. And that's the key to victory. That's how they won last time. But Kansas City, I think they're going to have a game plan. I think they're going to adjust. It's going to be so hard to, to beat Andy Reid twice in one year. And uh, Andy Reid, I think he'll adjust for what, what um, the Oakland Ra- or sorry, Las Vegas Raiders are going to try to do. And uh, I don't think that the Raiders have – too much uh, to to adjust with. I don't think that they're going to be able to adjust. I think they're very limited in their offense like that because Derek Carr isn't their type of quarterback that would be able to, you know, make amazing plays all on his own. I think he needs that complimentary offense. So I'll take Kansas City in this one because uh, just Patrick Mahomes and the boys, I think they're going to really want to make a statement and say, hey, they, you know, that they won last time, but, you know, they're not going to get it each and every time. We could really put the beat down. So I'm going to take the Chiefs in this one. Um, just it's a whole different game. Levels to this, I don't think the Raiders are there yet. So, um, I'll take them. It was high scoring last time, so I'm a manifest. Uh, it's gonna be a forty burger for the Chiefs, forty two to thirty. I mean, I think that they're gonna pull away at the end, but yeah. Goddamn! When you say it's a whole new, I thought you'd start saying <laughs> it's a whole new world. I thought you're gonna like go Aladdin on my ass right now. Um, I I feel like if the Raiders get the yeah. run game though. I mean, Josh Jacobs and, and Devontae. I think it's going to be a great, could that be a great game, but it is. Um, good Sunday night game. Uh, if, 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 if Derek Carr falls behind quick, um, that's the way to be. him. Just get, get behind him quick. In Vegas, I don't think it matters too much. This nice stadium, though. Um, I think they won't drop 40, but I think the Chiefs will win this one. It will get to close to 40. It's going to be like 30, 30, 30, uh, let's see, 34. 29 34 to 29 yeah i think the it's gonna be a good game though it's gonna be a good uh good uh prime time game all right moving on to our last game our monday night game we got the rams and we got the buccaneers this is gonna be a real good one 
I'm going to take the Rams in this one. I just want to say that, first of all. I think that running back committee could get it done. I think Jared Goff could get it done. I think he could avoid. Um, I think he's going to have – I think the game plan is get a quick passes out. I think Josh Reynolds in the slot is going to have a great game, 100-plus yards and a touchdown. Um, Buccaneers have to get to um, get to uh, Jared Goff. But I'm liking Aaron Donald. That dude is just – every time I see this dude, he's just getting double teamed and, like, triple teamed and, like, the whole offensive line on him. That dude is just a monster. He's just a monster on the offense – on the defensive line. Defensive player of the year most likely, once again. Um, that dude is just going to make Tom Brady struggle, and we're going to see that sad face, which I love to see, um, that sad face of Tom Brady. Um, but I think I think that the Rams can hold off on defense. Uh, Darius Williams, we, we, we failed to mention that he had two interceptions last game against Russell Wilson. Um, this A lot of these defensive players are stepping up. You got Jalen Ramsey there, too, is going to fucking frustrate the fuck out of Mike Evans, who's been frustrated every week. We've been seeing it. Antonio Brown's going to probably going to hijack a golf car and crash into a um, McVay or some shit. Weird shit's going to happen this game. But I'm going to take the Rams in this one. It's going to be a really good one. I'm going to say it's going to be 34-31 to 31 taking the Rams. Wow. Um, I'm actually going to take Tampa Bay in this one. Um, I just look at what the Rams have been able to do this year. And, yeah, they've been playing great defensive football. But they haven't been able to put up great offensive numbers if the run game hasn't been established. And sometimes when they completely abandon the run, um, they, they've been struggling. And we talked to um, member uh, Ryan Dyrett about this. And then, you know, I, I, hopefully they, they could be able to have a plan B backup plan when it doesn't work for this game. And I, the, the way to do it is to have the quick passing attack and have smart uh, short plays, but also Jared Goff has to be able to read very quickly. And I don't know if he'll be able to, I mean, he is just a game manager type in my opinion, but the Tampa Bay defense is so stout against the run and then they could get to the quarterback very quickly and they're very good at getting interceptions. And the only way to beat them is to do what the Saints have done, um, which is having a, a great running back like Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, a uh, great wide receiver, great players in the short game. I'm not sure if the Rams have that type of talent or they're just running that type of scheme. I mean, I love the running backs, but they're, they're only really good at rushing the ball. They're not great out of the backfield catching it and passing it they're not an Alvin Kamara type and I don't know if they have a Michael Thomas type either their players are very vertical and um, you know they, they take time to develop these plays so I think this is actually a good matchup for Tampa Bay going into this one so I'll take them um, in this one I'll take the score 27 to 20 I think it could be a little bit uh, low scoring but Tampa Bay will just uh, eke out a victory yeah, by a touchdown all right, yeah. I think it's gonna be a really good game. The primetime games this week, is yeah, for real. The best Starting on Thursday of primetime games this week. All right, moving on to our parlays, and oh my god, I don't know what I'm doing here. Betting on the Chargers again. Starting off with my first one, I'm gonna take the Los Angeles Chargers minus nine point five. Now it boosted up to nine point five. As you know, I have them winning by at least two touchdowns, so I'm taking that one. I got the Arizona Cardinals, um, who are underdogs in this one, plus three. I think I think that's a I think that's a go to one, and then we got the Green Bay Packers, or not the Green Bay Packers, the Colts. Sorry, I had the Colts, not the Green Bay Packers. It's a Green Bay Packer game. I have the Colts a minus one point five, and this one, like I said, it's going to be close. And the you made me convinced otherwise. I hate you. Uh, you made me think the the Green Bay Packers are going to win this one. All right, and then I got the Cleveland Browns in this one minus three. I think that they could do that with Nick Chubb and um and uh. Kareem Hunt there, and then I got the Saints. Uh, Saints in this one. Where the 
Who do I get? To see? Who did the Saints play? Saints play. Uh, they just talked about it. Yeah, we just literally talked about it right now. Let me pull it up. <laughs> yes. Oh, the Atlanta, Atlanta. I have Atlanta upsetting this one. Uh, where they at? A plus four point five. So you're taking them plus or tip for them to win? The straight. Okay. Okay. Plus one point five. Yeah, because I think they'll win by seven. And then I got Miami over Denver, minus 3.5. So if I put $25 in this, it's a... Goodness. A, a grand. Right. I got some uh, some sm- small parlays real quick. Just some small ones. I'll share some more um, on my Twitter as the week, as I uh, make more. But um, my first one, I got the over for the Cardinals and Seahawks. It's at over 56. I think that could hit. Uh, Saints minus three against the Falcons. Dolphins minus two against Broncos. Jaguars plus eleven now. They've been kept. They've they could lose by up to eleven points. I think. Um, they've been keeping things pretty close these past few weeks. And Steelers, they 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 sometimes you know struggle um, randomly. So it could be one of those games. Cleveland minus one and a half versus the Eagles, and then the Falcons Saints game going over. I think that could be a very good over. And then I got um, so that one was five dollars. I put five dollars just to win one hundred five. Um, you could add a little bit more. Or change it to to win more money, but five dollars to win one hundred and five on a nice little sixteen parlay. I like that. And then I got an eighteen parlay. Uh, I got the over for the Saints again. Or uh, sorry, over for the Cardinals and Seahawks. Sorry, that was the first one. Cardinals Seahawks over, and then over for the Falcons Saints. And then um, this one, I got the Bengals winning straight up. Uh, they they win straight up. The odds are plus one hundred and five. That's great. I got also the Texans winning straight up. Um, Texans against the Patriots. They become plus one ten. And then I got the uh, Steelers just winning straight up just so they don't have to cover the spread. I think they will win this game. Uh, Dolphins minus two. Vikings win straight up so they don't have to cover the spread. And then Packers win straight up. And uh, $5 down on that one uh, wins me $318. So I like that a lot. I think those two have some nice little uh, upside. All right. Yeah, there you go. Um we haven't hit yet, but I'm getting pretty close. But it's usually just one game, and I'm just like fucking heavy anxiety. You haven't hit yet. I've had, I've hit breakdowns. <laughs> oh, he hit. I haven't. I haven't won on the weeklies. I haven't hit on this. I mean, I'm a hit or miss, but I know everything because I'm the nose nose. But there you guys have it. That is the the um podcast. Lucas, get all righty. Well, David, where can we find you on social before I uh? Oh, you can find me on social media, uh, sports guy David. Um, on any social media, as you know, um, I'm, I'm selling sports guy, David breast cancer care packages. They come with a t-shirt, four stickers, a pin and a keychain. breast cancer awareness month is over, but breast cancer still continues So go ahead and slide in my DMS or dry as shit and, uh, come on through and I'll, I'll send you. And then boy. you guys can follow me on Twitter at sugarfree Lucas, where you can see my pin tweet it has a thread of all of the podcasts. And that's also how you enter our giveaway. Um, enter our hundred dollar NFL gift card shop nfl shop gift card giveaway all you have to do is like retweet or comment under the thread of podcasts and you must follow me sports guy david and the fantasy sportscape on twitter and that's it you're entered our monthly giveaway to win a hundred dollar gift card um we haven't had too much participation this month maybe because the election or whatever but get it get it in because i'm pretty sure you guys have a great chance to win but that's it for me sports guy david and everyone here at the fantasy sports cave we are out 